Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's another movie news and trailer reactions for your boy, Eddie Collins. Guys, and this is Justin Brown. That's right. We're about the review in your face. Well, we're not going to review the, the news. We're just going to talk about the news, Justin. We can't. No, but we got to review these trailers, though. Oh, I mean. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the we'll trailer. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we we don't really get the the popcorn ratings, you know. That's you know that's for the full episodes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, first, we got to talk about some losses, Justin. Uh, starting yeah. off with the great Harry Belafonte has died at the age of ninety six. Uh, incredible icon, trailblazer. Um, he he passed away. Um, I mean, he had a great life, man. Yeah, yeah, 96 years old. That's that's good time. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to be there around that long. I was thinking that too when I heard that. You know, I was thinking about like you know because you know uh, obviously Harry Belafonte just died, and then Joe Biden just announced this re-election campaign. I'm like, if you're that old, like, why would you want to be president? Yeah. Like Harry Belafonte, he was just doing like little roles here and there, and doing like still doing activist shit like before he died, like. He's just living his life, but like as little stress as possible, because he dealt with all the stress back in the the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. and doing the banana boat song. Like he's like, I've done my work. I've done my work. I can chill now. I'm ninety something, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a R.I.P. Oh, he was inducted to the Rock and Roll Roll Hall of Fame last year. I didn't even know that. Wow. You know, it's really crazy. His legacy. If crazy. you really think about it, Harry Belafonte was almost around for the Spanish flu and COVID. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's wild. For those people who lived through both of those things, yeah. at the beginning and then tail end, like that's, that's crazy. Yep, man, we were watching Marvelous Miss Maisel last night um, and didn't realize, because it takes place in like the late 50s, like, well, it jumps around, but uh, the father's talking about, with his group of friends, oh, they were born like the eighteen hundred, like the late eighteen hundreds, and I was like, oh shit! Like, imagine yeah. that's time is crazy, man. But yeah. rest in power to a king. Uh, you have a great legacy, and now you're with Mister Mister Poitier, who I know was like a very close friend, and they both were trailblazers for people like us. You know what I mean? And Doctor Martin Luther King, he was his close confidant. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh man, rest we we got to step it up, Justin. We got to be the leaders of our time. As we were a comic book t-shirt. I got too many skeletons <laughs> to be a leader. <laughs> you get canceled before you even get started. Uh, another loss. Uh, we are losing Big Mouth and the spinoff Human Resources. They're both coming to an end at Netflix. Uh, Big Mouth uh, was renewed for eighth and final season. Human Resources will be wrapping up the series with its upcoming second season. So, I mean, did you ever watch Big Mouth and stuff? Yeah, I watched uh, Big Mouth. I did not watch um, uh, the other one. Yeah, I might watch it after Big Mouth ends since it's a spinoff and it's about the monsters and shit like that just to mm-hmm. keep me going. But Big Mouth, like, despite how gross it is, is it's very charming and funny. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I think, it, as especially as adults, we understand that 
those yeah. feelings that we had, well, we once had, or we still have, but we just learned how to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking, oh well, this isn't really a loss because we don't know what the full story is, but um, it, it ain't looking good. So uh, since we last did these episodes, John the Majors has been dropped by his talent management as well as lost several acting opportunities. There's no word on what's going to happen with Magazine Dreams, which is a film that debuted at Sundance to rave reviews and uh, was purchased, I think, uh, for... Disney dropped it, though. Is that official? It up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're, they're not going to be moving uh, uh, forward with it. Mm, okay. I mean, that's interesting, because I didn't, I didn't hadn't read anything official on that, because um, I feel like Disney... I just saw it yesterday. Okay, because Disney's the parent company... For Marvel, obviously, and Marvel's uh, obviously looking at replacements, uh, including uh, Damon Idris, who I know yeah. you've said uh, yeah. amazing things about him from Snowfall. Still haven't watched it yet. Um, How fucking dare you! Well, I mean, you, you, you know, you, we, we got. What are you watching right now? Everything. I watch it. Everything but Snowfall. Like yeah, but Snowfall is like Breaking Bad. It's like that. He's there. It, it's high level, bro. Okay. It's high level. All right. Well, when I have time this summer, hopefully, I'll be able to watch it. You know, it's, <laughs> I'm constantly watching movies out of these streets. I'm going to see. No, all I'm saying is like, you know, you know, we got the chat. The chat blew up on Snowfall, and you just, you just like, ah, like how dare you? Oh, the chat that I muted because it's clear <laughs> who don't have a job at that chat. Because I'm like, yo, it's. <laughs> It is six in the morning out here out west, and I got Instagram stories in this chat. I'm like, no, no I'm going back to sleep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not looking great for uh, Jonathan Majors. Uh, yeah. I, if I okay, Damon Idris, like I'll take your word for it that he's a great, like he's great on Snowfall. I, you know, I personally would go for like Kelvin Harrison Jr., someone like that. But I know that's like kind of you get into the colorism thing because Jonathan Majors is obviously a dark skinned black man. So I don't want to take that away, but you could do reverse of the Terrence Howard Don Cheadle thing. Anyways, uh. well, <laughs> listen. All I'll say is this: I think that uh, Damson Idris and Kelvin Harrison Jr. They're there. They're there mm. together. I think like they're the they're the two guys. And like I was talking to Tom from a re- you know recent episode, and we were talking like. Those are the two guys, the you know young black actors that like you know, they they are the future. Like be yes. like, there's nobody else that can touch them at this point. Uh, if either of them uh, took that role, I'd be I I'd, I'd be very happy. Yeah, because they I, deserve it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, we just saw Kevin Harrison Jr. in a uh, Chevalier, uh, the new movie about the the violinist. And mm-hmm. he's fantastic in it. The movie's got some issues, but like he he was great in it, um, as always. And so, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what they do with King. But Loki season two is already locked up, and he's a big part of that. So, yeah. I think that obviously Marvel will take a hit financially, but they already have been. So, like, fuck it. I think whoever if they do replace Jonathan Majors, there's definitely a world where they can go and superimpose whoever the new actor is into his body and previous stuff. So if you wanted to, you could go back and rewatch Loki season one, um, Ant-Man and see this other actor superimposed. Cause between, uh, Tig Notaro and the, the day, you know, the, the zombie movie that Zack Snyder did where he filled in for Chris D'Elia, um, mm-hmm. George Lucas back in the day when he added those new effects to the original star Wars trilogy, 
you know, when they did the re-release and they added stuff, like, you can do it. You're just going to take the L on money for a while. Yeah. But if you, you want to have the Marvel you, continuity. You make your money back. What? Yeah, you better hope you make your money back in the box office. Well, that's the thing is, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 isn't tracking great. Like, it's it's tracking okay, but, like, I think they really took a hit with Ant-Man 3. Like, for me, yeah. that's that's one of the first times when I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not really excited about this. I'm only excited for Guardians 3 because it's going to wrap up the story, and I think none of those folks are coming back. So, yeah. you know a, what I mean? A lot of them aren't. Yeah, so it's like, okay, that, I'm getting closure to this great, you know, story that these characters I really enjoyed. But, I mean, Marvels looks cool, but I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, oh, it's it's not great. It's a, it's a generic Marvel movie. You know what I mean? So, too many women. Uh, well, that's 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 the other part of it. <laughs> but speaking of Marvel, uh, Mia Goth from Pearl and X is joining uh, Mahershala Ali and Blade, which is set to start filming this summer. Um, plot details are still unknown, as well as who Goth will be playing. But she'll be playing a vampire. Yeah, I mean, look at that pale white woman. Is she gonna yeah, definitely be playing on. a vampire? <laughs> If she's not playing a vampire, what is she in that movie for? <laughs> It'd be really weird. If she's just like a regular girl, like he has to save or some shit. It's like, no, yeah. no. She's the she's like the queen vampire, whatever the fuck you're doing. Right? Or the I don't know why, just in my head it's just like, what if they try to make him biracial and she's his mother? <laughs> I mean, that is possible too, right? Because didn't in the original blade yeah, no and the original blade they never told. They never talked about Blade's father. They just said that no. she was, you know, obviously bit before she gave birth. I mean, you could do something there, but Mahershala is dark as fuck, so that would have make sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, genes do overcome, though. I mean, yeah, they they, they, they give you weird stuff. Yeah, because you never know. Like, one of your boys might end up pale, like a um, Drake's kid. <laughs> you know, I, I may have like a whitey, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, blonde hair, and everything. Got them finished no, no, blue I'm eyes about and like shit. With the with the, with the glass with the glasses and all. <laughs> um, speaking of Disney stuff, so uh, as we talked about previously, there's been some new Star Wars uh, films announced, um, particularly the one that's going to be starring uh, Daisy Ridley reprising her role as Rey. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the initial uh, story of that that was written by Damon Lindelof from Watchmen. Uh, was actually going to revolve around a new character, possibly an older Finn, because it's Yahya Abdul-Mateen uh, II who was initially attached to that project, which makes sense yeah. that he would be an older Finn, and given that John Big is like, fuck Star Wars. Um, yeah. But since it's been uh, revised, and it's now going to center around uh, Ray, but there's no word yet on what the rewrites, uh, what characters will be included in the new rewrite that's going to be written by um, Stephen Knight. Uh, I'm not sure of his credits, but... There have been rumors that they have been talking to John Boyega about possibly coming back, but again, yeah. it's like he, he's got to either get his own series or he's got to be prioritized in a movie or something like that. Like, yeah, because they they really gave him nigga, uh, nigga, uh, fucking, uh, oh my god, I can't think of the, the word um, treatment. They give him tra- nigga treatment. They 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 was like, oh yeah yeah yeah, you're gonna be a big part of this thing. It's like yeah, move to the background, white woman. <laughs> Yeah, you know what it is? I like when I think about that, I am conflicted, right? Because the I think like you know to use your common phrase, we got honey dicked with the Force Awakens trailer because the first one definitely like hi, like the the first one was like it seemed like a two-hander between Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and I was like, "Cool, cool." 
And then I was like, you know, if you see John Boyega with the lightsaber at the end and he's fighting Kylo Ren, you're like, oh my God, we're going to get like a young black Jedi. We've never seen that. That's going to be dope as fuck. And then by the time we got the last Jedi, and I don't know what Ryan Johnson was trying to do with those characters, but I really didn't like that everyone got sidelined in place for, for Rey and Kylo Ren. As much as I love Kylo Ren, like, I just was like, I believe he said this. I think Daisy Ridley, she's fine, but she was not prepared to to carry a huge franchise like that on her shoulders. Like, she just, between her, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, and Adam Driver, like, it's, I feel like there was a stronger actress out there that could have made that work. Yeah. I think it's it's also just the charisma. Mm-hmm. Like well, that is tough when you're, I mean, when you're part of a trio, like a, a core trio, and one of them is Oscar Isaac, who's, even when he's like supposed to be menacing, is incredibly charismatic, that's tough. That's really tough. No, no you, you you rise to the occasion. That's that's the job. But then again, she's a very young actress. Exactly, she probably yeah. wasn't, you know, she's not in the, she's not formed in that space just yet. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean... Uh, a Ray led new film. We'll we'll see. It's supposedly about her rebuilding the Jedi Council and stuff. So we'll see where that goes. Um, other things that are in development that use uh, are using famous IP. Uh, Amazon and MGM are looking to develop new films and TV shows revolving around RoboCop, Stargate, Legally Blonde, and Barbershop. Now hated it. <laughs> Now, Legally Blonde makes sense because I think there is a way where you could do like a requel kind of thing with that. Because um, then I also know that's a really popular movie. Like I saw Legally Blonde. I was like, this is fine. Right. Um, Barbershop, same thing. Even though it would be wild if Cedric the Entertainer is still working because I'm like, he should be dead by now. Right. Yeah. Isn't how yeah. old he's supposed to be. Um, but Robocop and Stargate, that's just reaching. No one cares about those franchises. Stargate. Uh, yeah, for sure. Don't let's not let's not do it. Uh, but RoboCop, I think there's actually a really good series there. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think that you can you can turn RoboCop into a good series. Is like you know uncovering the underbelly of you know what Detroit is you know at that point. And but like I think that has to be more of a period piece. I don't think they they mm. do it today. I think you said well, it in like the nineties. Or maybe like the late '80s, so you can get like you know, you know the the drug wars and things like that that were going on at that time. Mm. Yeah, I mean they're looking for RoboCop. They're looking to do film and TV. So we'll see. I, maybe they could do the TV show in the past, and the f- film takes place in present day. I would put that nigga in LA. I would put him down the metro station, and, and that's because that shit is wild. We need a RoboCop down there. So I. So here's my thing. If they're going to do a movie, I would place it, you know, in, in like um, in like the, the 80s or 90s, right? And then you put it uh, wherever. But that movie yeah. is like the, is the precursor to the TV show, which maybe is based present day, which is like, hey, we're moving into uh, robo law enforcement. Mm. And and like you know like the robot the robot the robo dogs and things like that yeah and like how this is coming about how it's kind of going wrong and then like how you know the world as a whole is dealing with that mm. and he's the first one put into like a really crazy place probably in actuality he's just set it in Chicago. Chad, the Chad, yeah, or 
the shy. Is it the child or shy? It's, it's the, the shy. It's not the chai. Yeah, yeah. The this chi. ain't tea. Chai tea. <laughs> this nigga said it's the chai. Chai tea, which is just tea tea. Fucking stupid. Americans are stupid. Um, also, uh, some additional IP updates. Mortal Kombat is getting a sequel, which is going to start filming in Australia this June. And uh, not only, obviously, they, in the mid-season, mid-credit scene, they tease Johnny Cage, who was yet to, the casting is yet to be announced for that. But I guess it's also going to include Baraka, Shao Kahn, Sindel, Kuei Chi, and Katana. Which makes sense, because if you're going to actually have the tournament now, like you got to include some more dangerous, crazy characters. Uh, Baraka's always been really cool, just visually, so I hope that they do that right. Um, Shao Kahn... Like, it's fine. But they really got to get the Johnny Cage casting right, especially with such a lame protagonist from the first one. Um, yeah. That guy, man, they should just gone with Johnny Cage. Guy. Yeah, they should just gone with Johnny Cage. Um, I remember that after he was like, yeah, I, I missed that on Shang-Chi. I was like, for good reason, bro. You suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw this. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> this is not good, bro. Um, so, yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, another weird news story that happened. Well, I mean, the, the Mortal Kombat news wasn't weird, but uh, so <laughs> apparently Drew Barrymore was recently uh, told on her talk show, uh, which is batshit crazy, by the way. Her daytime talk is. It's it, so it, fucking wild, weird. But she's, it's fun. It's funny, She's though. so fucking weird, but um, apparently her role as Casey Becker from Scream came up, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, maybe I could come back, you know? She essentially got what is like a keen to a C-section. So, so doctors can do amazing things. I was like, in 1996, girl, you wanted to kick off for all these violent films. You are dead. Your character is dead. Well, I mean, Brandon, she only got stabbed in the stomach and disemboweled and then also stabbed in the heart. And then hung from a tree. <laughs> and then hung from a tree. Like, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, I mean, her and Parker Posey, who died in Scream 3 recently, like, she also said something about, like, oh, I have a love for my character to come back. Like, I was like, I get it. Scream 6 was a huge hit, and so everybody's trying to come back now. But it's like, y'all clearly are dead in the series. So unless they do some time travel shit, what'd you say? Y'all downstairs. Mm-hmm. They all downstairs. Mm-hmm. Or upstairs, depending on, you know, how innocent they were. In the eyes of the Lord. Um... <laughs> Speaking of Scream, uh, Melissa Barrera and the team Radio Silence that are behind the most recent Scream sequels are creating an untitled monster thriller at Universal Studios, which is interesting because I know um, from speaking with my exec uh, mentor over here that they initially wanted, uh, were considering them for uh, Cocaine Bear, and they passed to do Scream, and so now Universal got them back. Mm-hmm. Um and this uh this movie is going to take a unique take be a unique take on a legendary monster lore and will represent a fresh new direction um for the the Universal Monsters film. So we'll see okay. we'll see where that goes. Um but I'm curious about what that means for Scream Seven, considering how big it was. But maybe they're just like, Hey, we got this other project while we wait for General Ortega to finish with Wednesday or something. Um I also wouldn't be surprised that because it's the biggest fucking film of the franchise and we talked about this before with Jenna Ortega and like other young starlets I think Jenna Ortega is one of the few I, I'm curious to see if she has another film in the in the in the back pocket that's going to be released in a mainstream way soon to see if she has the box office power that I think she might have now because of Wednesday yeah because uh, if she, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have to they're going to have to pay her more they would release something uh, soon 
Maybe, but if, if she doesn't have anything, I mean, if she does and that's a hit, that's good for her negotiating. If she doesn't, I think she still has a lot of negotiating power. And so considering that she's kind of like the second lead, that could be an issue with salary, especially if Dev Campbell didn't come back because that salary disputes, right? Yeah. I think that it's going to, it's interesting to see like how that's going to pan out because General Ortega, there's no way that her people aren't like, yeah. So you know you paid her two million for Scream Six or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, that's a uh, you got you got six. No, I would say like twenty. <laughs> Be like, yo, you gotta pay her. I mean, that's a lot, but that's a, that's a lot of money, bro. But <laughs> they're gonna, they're, there's money. no way that her quote's not going up significantly. Uh, I I would I would say probably uh, double, yeah. maybe triple. So if they like I said, so two million, I'd probably say six where they max out. But it's also going to be dependent on, uh, you know, you know how much of the the script she's going to be undertaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how much? How how deep is that role going to be? How much? That's true because a lot of times they start they'll bring down your camera time so they don't have to pay you as much. Yeah, that's fair. It's also like curious because if it's the end of not this, maybe it might be the end of the series, but if it's the wrapping up this trilogy that they also included, like you know, Sid, Sydney and Gale, you got to bring them back, and they ain't gonna be cheap. Clearly, Dev Campbell was offended by whatever they offered her for the last movie, so yeah, you know, that's a that's problems I don't have to worry about, but it's interesting nonetheless. Um, some more casting news. Samuel Jackson, John David Washington, Ray Fisher, Daniel Danielle Deadwire, and more set for Netflix's The Piano Lesson, which continues Denzel's uh, mission of adapting all the August Wilson plays into films. Um, and this is going to be the directorial and screenwriting debut of uh, John David Washington's brother, Malcolm Washington. So Denzel, he used nepotism to his advantage with his black family. Um, hopefully Malcolm... Uh, steps up to the plate and does a good job. I mean, have you read the piano lesson or seen it? On, on? I have It's good, man. It's good. Samuel Jackson, if he's, I mean, Samuel Jackson and John David Washington, if they if they do what they got to do with that work, they're gonna get nominated. August Wilson plays like a shout out to Tommy Ray, who's a past guest on our show. Um, he put me onto August Wilson stuff. Every single one of his plays thus far that I've read including Fences and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom stuff, those are Oscar-worthy, like, characters. So if they do it right, there's no reason why some of this cast isn't nominated for Oscars. There's no reason why? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, I I, th- I think there's some potential, especially for Samuel Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, this is the role, I think this is the role that got, like, I don't know if it's the same role, I don't know if he's playing the older brother, but... Samuel Jackson, I think he had a breakout like like it started his career when he did the piano lesson on Broadway. He did a play production of the piano lesson like back in like I want to say the eighties or some shit, and or like the nineties, and like that took him to another level. Hmm. So I, I I'm really excited to to see where this goes. Um, I just again I hope Malcolm Washington, who I was not familiar with until this press release, um, steps up to the plate and is able to to anchor this well. Um, one last, uh, oh, two, two more, uh, casting news before we get to trailer, trailer reactions. Uh, Anthony Ramos is in talks to star in universal sequel, uh, Twister called Twisters. That's going to be directed by, um, just one, two, John, <laughs> two or more. Yep. Uh, shit. Why am I blanking on the gentleman's name? He did Minari, uh, Lee Isaac. 
Lee Isaac did Minari, which is a Lee Isaac Chung, which is an interesting follow up to Minari, which is a very quiet film about a Korean family in the Midwest. Um, but of course, the film ultimately does star Glenn Powell from Top Gun Maverick, as well as a white actress named Daisy Edgar Jones. Um, apparently, the rumor was they initially wanted, they were looking at leads of color and then decided against that for various reasons. So, of course. Um, but supposedly the movie centers around the daughter of Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton's character from the first one. I, and that reminded me that Bill Paxton died, man. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Because that was a great role. I remember seeing that movie a few times in the theater. Like, he was great in that movie. I had a lot of fun with Bill Paxton always brought, like, brought up, like, fun flair to, like, big blockbuster stuff. He, he, he did. Uh, but that movie was nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, we should review that. We should definitely <laughs> review nuts. Twister. Like, that movie, I remember even as a kid being like, this is fucking, like, these white people were crazy. When they were driving towards the t- tornado, I'm like, What's going on? And then you got Carrie Ellis from Robin Hood Men in Tights. He's like, he's like, we're gonna get it first, and then they got killed. I was like, well, that's not surprising. Again, I recently watched Twister. Oh yeah, it's a wild movie. It's a wild movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that too, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, he is. I I just remember the iconic kind of, scene. Kind of pervy in that. Yeah, as, he's as seen, with most films. He is. Yeah. Uh, I still remember the iconic scene at the movie theater with the The Shining and the Twisters ripping that off. Does that still hold up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's definitely watch that then in preparation for a sequel. Um, I don't know. Did you ever watch the the White Lotus by any chance? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. That I mean, it's a good series. It's an anthology series, but Natasha Rothwell, who's from Insecure and the Sign of the Hedgehog movies, her character Belinda is returning for season three, which I believe is going to be taking place in Asia. Um, also, Natasha Rothwell of the New York comedy scene, A Price is Brigade mm, and such. Yeah, you yeah. Know, an- another one, shout outs, uh, you know, to her. That's right. She's doing her thing. She was a writer on SNL and hated it, uh, apparently. Um, but yeah, I'm excited that her character's coming back. She got Emmy nominated for the first season. Um, had a great, like, had a great story arc and, like, some great scenes with Jennifer Coolidge's character. So I'm excited to see what they do with Belinda in season three. Check out White Lotus, folks, if you got some free time. HBO Max, or now going to be called Max because of some stupid restructuring marketing gimmick. These fucking idiots. Um, but speaking of... Oh, sorry. No, no. Uh, but isn't it because uh, because they're they're going to be putting a bunch of Discovery uh, stuff on there? So then they're just like, well, yeah, well, it's just well, sandwiching more. They're well, moving away from all of the high-end content of HBO. They're like, hey, we're going to be... You know, shoehorning in a bunch of crap from Discovery ID. So, like, let's not put the HBO tag on there because it, it raises expectations. It raises the expectations, and it apparently, uh, from what I read in the trades, it they think it alienates the HBO brand. Alienates like folks in Middle America that like think that shit's too highbrow. They just don't get it. So things like White Lotus and like Succession and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because they're trying to appeal more to, like, the, the average Joe in middle America who they clearly don't think can handle, <laughs> like, complex stories, like, in Succession and Game of Thrones and shit, which is so so offensive. It, it, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, are you guys making money? Yeah, we're making good money. Then then fucking just go with that. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's so misguided. Um, but in our last movie, uh, piece of movie news that's not misguided, in my opinion, was the firing of uh, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon of their respective mm-hmm. channels. Um, you know, Don Lemon been in some hot water ever since he talked about Nikki Haley and women being in their prime. Tucker Carlson's always been problematic and, I think, 
is a de- you know detriment to he's a disaster exactly he's he's a detriment to American <laughs> society um I though apparently news na- nation isn't is interested in both of them and I I said this to a few of my friends when this this news yeah. got announced I said you know their agents there's no way that their agents are at least having a conversation with each other possibly about doing a crossfire like show there's no way because yeah. they both were so polarizing and on the far sides of their political ideologies that they could do something and make shit ton of money. It's basically going to be the Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me speak, Skip. Let me speak, Skip. <laughs> now, 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 Skip, Skip. Now, you're going to tell me you're going to look me in the eye here, Skip. <laughs> that show is so weird. And Skip always steps in it, but he still gets the job, keeps the job. You know what? I honestly think uh, that if they did that show, it wouldn't last long. Because I don't think that Don Lemon could sit across from him and, and do that with That's... him being that ridiculous. Because th- this, he's far more hurtful uh, to uh, society mm. than a Skip Bayless is saying some wild shit about LeBron James. You're right. You're right. Definitely. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a... <laughs> It wouldn't be easy for them to do the show together, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're if you're back to get the wall looking for, you know, some options to keep paying your bills, because when you're making 20 mil plus a a year, you you have a certain lifestyle. You know what I mean? No, no, no. no. He wasn't making that Tucker Carlson was. How much was Don Lemon making? Making about six. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. So when it really comes down to, I mean, because. If if uh, Tucker Carlson, if he wanted to do that, I like that's that's on brand for him because mm-hmm. he's a fucking pariah. He's a piece yeah. of garbage and always has been. But if Don Lemming did that, I kind of lose a lot of respect for him, and I think that he understands that the streets would not be for that because you because that's not a guy that you're gonna sit down and you can have that political discourse with that's gonna be that's going to be anything seen as positive because he literally is just like spouting the worst possible things and, uh, you know, against so many different groups and like nothing but conspiracy theories It's like, it would be hard fetched to think that he would do that show with a good conscience and thinking that it's going to be, uh, give us anything positive. That's fair. That's fair. I get what, I get what Don't put said. it into the world, Brandon. I know, I know, but I mean, I've been saying it a lot because that's that's what I think now. I'm thinking like, how can I produce this? That's what my mind fucking does now. I'm not saying I want it because I think it would the world would implode. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think society. I think that would be the kickoff of a civil war if you want to ask me. That's that's where shit gets gnarly. But um, no matter what, I mean, we definitely got to keep an eye on what Tucker Carlson does because that nigga's got a lot of power and a lot of influence. And things could get rough real fast. People are people are threatening to never watch Fox News again. I I uh, salute you on your journey, folks. <laughs> well, no, they're just gonna dig deeper into the, oh, the yeah the OAN and shit like that. Yeah, OAN. or or worse, YouTube. <laughs> that's that's just niggas in their closets talking crazy. <laughs> 
like us. <laughs> we're in the bedrooms and shit. You're in like a, oh, a beautiful lounge thing. Anyways. Yeah, but we're not talking politics every day. <laughs> no, no. So uh, there was a few trailers that, uh, that came out recently. Um, a few teasers for upcoming TV shows, including The Penguin, which is going to be, a, again, a fucking Max original um, you know, spinoff of the Batman film. Um, he's also working on Arkham Asylum. I think Matt Reeves is working on Arkham Asylum show. Um, but the Penguin, you know, looks pretty good. I mean, Colin Farrell, it's so easy to forget that that's him under yeah. all that shit. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a cool gangster movie. It's filmed the same way, so I'm loving that continuity. Like, I, I feel like we're getting a live action. We talked about this before with the first Batman. It feels like we're getting a live action animated series kind of vibe. Like, we're getting, like, a whole... Yeah world being built in this like the similar uh vibe and and scope and i'm like i'm actually really digging it what do you think of the little teaser for the penguin no i mean it, it looks dope uh you know it, it looks dark and it, you know you know people gonna get killed and uh but like i do wonder you know obviously batman's gonna be spoken about and he's gonna be you know in the shadows of that show yeah but you know how hard is it going to be uh, to make a show centered around the villains without the Batman being inside of it? Because he is such a big, he's the driving force of that whole universe. I think for me, like, I think, not for me, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Pattinson pops up throughout the series. Just, like, quickly, but, like, I, I think that's a possibility, definitely. Because I think... Because Matt Reeves is overseeing everything, I think that he will say, like, you know, he'll be able to pitch it to the actor and be like, this is, like, an all-encompassing world. And so, like, I need you to be, like, committed to at least popping in in, like, at least three scenes for, throughout the season or something like that. And we could film them all at once just because I think there's no there's no reason why, like, the Penguin couldn't lead up to, like, the first scene of the Batman 2, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, Something like that. What? Now you think about it, now that you said it, it'd be kind of hilarious to see because you know how when Batman comes in and like interrogates somebody about something else that's going on, yeah. which isn't necessarily directed with that character, and then just seeing like the penguin having to try to go on with his day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, yeah, just to be like assaulted by Batman. Yeah. He'd be like, fuck it again. Like, no, nah, no, nah. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta do something. Like, who the fuck am I? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, to do with me. You know what I mean? I think it's actually, like, they could do something, especially since it's such a contained world. Batman has, like, it's obviously Batman. Maybe they incorporate a Robin or something like that. But then it's his rose gallery of villains. So the fact that they have a similar tone, I think it's going to do something way different than what Marvel's done with their film and TV, which is going to have a consistent voice and style for everything, which I think is yeah. going to help set it apart. So I'm looking forward to it. And I, you know, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryder Pass and Pops in at least once or twice series um speaking of other uh show teasers from uh ip that we love the continental which follows the world of john wick and gives us a little bit more insight to assassin's world and um (laughs) into how these hotels work is coming out on peacock soon um i will say uh uh, someone who i really admire mark bernard and who's the co-host of fat man beyond with kevin smith uh recently we had a call with him and he talked about how john wick is amazing but none of it makes sense. So, like, everything regarding the Continental, he's like, yeah, the gold coins. Like, what's that about? Like, these cards. Like, what is that about? Like, it's just, it looks cool, but you never actually understand what it is. And so, 
I kind of worry that getting more clarification, sometimes you don't need to have all the answers, you know what I mean, to enjoy something. And so I do worry a little bit about that. And I also worry that. Sully's a good name. Yeah, but I also worry that, you know, the show has Mel Gibson in it, right? Oh, really? Yeah. They didn't advertise him at all for good reason, but he's in it. Well, you know, like, so this is set in the 70s. I think so, yeah, because of the soundtrack. It, it had a very, like, you know, do, 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 that, I forgot what that song is, but. So, like, it, it's just going to be really interesting. It's just yeah. going to be really interesting to see how this thing uh, develops, you know. I don't know. Yeah, well, wait and see, my darlings. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, folks, uh, we recently um, did a review on Renfield for Patreon. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash popcorn. Check that out. Um, but that ties into our next trailer, The Last Voyage of Dementor, which stars uh, Corey Hawkins on the boat that transports Dracula from Transylvania to, to England, I believe. Um, it's about them finding like, out. Yes. Yeah, and it's about them finding out about this mysterious force that's on the boat and slowly killing everybody. Um I am cautiously optimistic about it, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that the Dracula bat creature at the end looked terrible. But it's also, mm-hmm. there's a few months out from it being released so they could fix it, but yeah. it was very suspenseful, and then I saw the creature, and I was like, mm. I was like, maybe y'all should have done the Jaws thing where we don't see this motherfucker to the third act. You know what I mean? Like, we don't see it at all in the trailers because that didn't look great. It took yeah. away all the fear I had. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it just looks like a zombie with wings. A CGI zombie, though. Like the, It looked like the things yeah. from, um, what was the Wilson movie? I Am Legend, but with wings. Yeah, yeah it didn't look, I was like, mm, that's what the reveal is. Um, but yeah. it's a cool story. I'm and I'm, I'm currently uh, developing an idea about a black dude on a, on a boat, uh, not dealing with Dracula's and shit, but... Uh, other elements and so it's like i obviously with dracula's <laughs> like this world yeah i mean there could be multiple dracula's that that's a movie anyways let me let me think about that on the side but um i, I obviously want this to be a hit so then people are like hey give me more movies with black men on boats um but the only thing is cory hawkins hey, isn't a, on the boat. <laughs> as much as i like cory hawkins and his work like he's not a household name yet like, yeah. if people see him, they're like, most of the time they're going to be like, oh, Dr. Dre from Straight Outta Compton, you know? So yeah. that's the only thing that worries me is that I don't know if it's going to get the numbers it needs to for a movie that probably had a huge budget, even though it's probably filmed in a studio lot on a green screen the whole time. Um, so we'll wait and see. Uh, speaking of uh, black actors, though, Equalizer 3, the final chapter in uh, Denzel's uh, famous action series. And this is actually um, his... This is the only series where he's done sequels, which is incredible. Um, and now he's out in Italy, living his best life, just trying to chill. And then some mobsters get involved, and then he starts wrecking shop again. So um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. That's level three. If I get to go to level four, you'll shit yourself. <laughs> that was such a wild line. Actual line from the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I mean... It's not going to happen, but I would just love to see John, uh, I mean, uh, not John, Wick, but Keanu and Denzel in an action movie together. Yeah. The only thing is, I wonder how much of the fight scenes Denzel actually does himself, you know? Uh, I mean. It's probably none. 
Right. Like, he's a great actor, but... Yeah. I don't see Denzel... I don't see videos of Denzel flipping around and shit, shooting guns like I do with Keanu. his character doesn't do that. Yeah. He just does fast, like, hand movements and, like, punches you and shit. So maybe Denzel can pull off some of that, but I don't... I don't know. And, uh, but it looks cool. Denzel doing Wing Chun right now in the yeah. role. It did that look cool. Be wild. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say, Justin, Fast Ten just released a new trailer, and it looks trash. You think so? Because the last yes. one, the last one, I was like, this is this doesn't look great. This new one though with Jason Momoa, he oh, looks, no, 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 he's no, no, so crazy. No. Hold on, stop it. Jason Momoa is in a crowd of people with guns. And he leans back and he's massaging the guns. This is fucking insane, Brandon. This movie looks so fucking bad. It looks campy and dumb. I actually don't want to see it, but I'm going to watch mm. it because I'm invested. Yes. But this looks like it's going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I, no, I'm, no, 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 no. No, no, don't back away, Brandon. No, no. You're I'm, ready for this. I'm into it. I'm into it. Like, I, I think it's going to be trash, but I actually am into having a, a decent, charismatic villain in this series for once. Because even Charlize Theron, she's kind of monotone and, like, very redundant. And the past villains, they've been forgettable. So, yeah, give me a crazy, rememberable villain for once. Because even, even the Rock in 5, you think he's the villain, but he really isn't, actually. Because then he re- you realize, oh, no, Dom and these niggas are the villains. He's just trying to take them down. Like So yeah. give me a memorable villain. Because even Jason Statham, to me, once they like took away all of his badassness and like villainy, villainy by making part of the family, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that takes away from that. Jason yeah. Momoa is someone who's like bloodthirsty and like trying to kill everybody. I'm like, fuck yeah, give me that. Yeah. When he's I, like, I, we're going to blow up the Vatican? So. Oh, you're going to hell. I'm like, you know what? If I get like a five five scenes of that shit. I, I just feel like uh, what he's doing with that character, I think it's. He, he he just looks like a he looks like an idiot. The, okay. the characterization he, yeah. he looks like a fucking idiot, and like I don't know, like obviously I you know they're saying like you know not everybody's gonna survive. They're gonna have to they're gonna kill people off and all that kind of stuff. It's just like just kill off Vin Diesel. Let's get this over with. <laughs> I mean, he has to die. I imagine he has to die, nigga. He jumps off a fucking uh, dam and he's driving down the dam with his kid in the fire. car. Dad, Ugh, family. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean, I, I have fun watching the second trailer at least more than I did with the five minute one that we got. I was like, okay, you're essentially showing me the whole fucking movie. Well, also, it's just like, so that obviously this is like maybe like six to ten years of pa- passage of time. Mm-hmm. From the last film, I, I guess maybe no, because the kid is like he's older. Yeah, it's it's so, yeah. but apparently that's gonna be. I've been hearing crazy things about this movie and how like they don't. It's curious to see what happens with Fast Eleven, which just got announced and shit. Because apparently this one ends in a cliffhanger. Yeah, and so it's like if they haven't filmed that next one, like they all look at old as fuck. Like, um, but I do think, and Tatiana pointed this out. I do think they're going to do a face-off, like a little face-off between Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron. I oh, think yeah, they, it's in the trailer. Yeah, they switched their bodies, right? No. No, no, like they're fighting, but I think I, I'm, I'm willing to bet money on this. I think they actually switch like either their consciousness or their, like their, their bodies. Oh, you're talking about a 
face off. Yeah, like an infiltration of like Don's crew. Cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's dude. That's nuts. Yeah, they already went to space. What's the next thing? <laughs> What's the next thing, nigga? They, I can see them doing that shit. Yeah, it, you know, listen, if you go to space, you might as well just go cage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go to cage. Exactly. That's what my mama always said. Um, and the last trailer is The Flash. New trailer. And I know, Justin, you're like, I'm not seeing this. Ezra Miller, fuck that guy. I mean, that person, because they go by they, them. I absolutely agree. I really don't want to see this movie. But Michael Keaton as Batman, those are some cool fucking scenes I saw in this trailer. Yeah. I'm very conflicted. And everyone that's seen it at CinemaCon, and people I trust, including Ron uh, uh, Xiong, who came on our show and we talked about uh, Shang-Chi, he was there. He said it is, like believe the hype like it's it sucks because i don't want to support someone who's incredibly toxic and has done terrible things but as a huge and, batman and there is no recourse for that yeah and that, but as a huge batman fan i mean when he's going out and the bat wing is falling around him and i was like what the fuck is that what zach Simon was trying to do and just couldn't pull it off because that looks amazing yeah he's just like you got your parachutes or attached to you. He's like, what about your parachute? He just smiles and it just mm-hmm. drops. <laughs> like, Batman don't need no parachute. <laughs> I mean, if this could get us to Batman Beyond, dude, with Michael Keaton, take all my money. Yeah. Take all my money, dude. Like, and is that so? We have Supergirl and Superboy in this, it seems. I don't, who's Superboy? Didn't they have a young boy? In, in like uh, the Superman outfit, uh, flying around. No, no, I think um. So or is that young Clark? I don't think there's. I don't think Clark Kent's in this at all. From what I've read in the trades and everything I've 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 seen about it, um, mm. it's, there's definitely Supergirl. I think, and we've talked about this before. There's multiple flashes. Yeah. There's like three of them. I think. Yeah, I know. Um, it so could be. Girl. It could be. Remember, Zod had the two other folks. Two other people with them too. I I I I'm gonna go like eighty five percent you're gonna see a superboy in this film. It's possible, but I don't I don't think they yeah, I I, I literally everything I've read and I've kind of read up a lot on it, like hasn't mentioned anything mm-hmm. about Superboy, but you never know, there could be surprises because there's a mid there's a mid uh, credit scene and post credit scene that hasn't been released to folks, so you never know. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I'm incredibly conflicted about the Flash. Uh, folks, call in. Let us know if you're going to see the Flash at 347-508-0978. But in the meantime, Justin, how can people follow you and, uh, and support the show financially if they feel so inclined? Guys, you can follow me at uh, J Brown Did It on socials. But you can support this show by going to patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, That's $5, right. $10, and $15. Dollar packages uh, on there, and all of our backup. Uh, I'm sorry, backlog episodes, bonus episodes are on Patreon. So you love this show. Patreon is where you need to be. So Brandon, hit these motherfuckers off with your answer. Yeah, folks, y'all know American Collins at all the social media platforms, AmericanCollins.com. I got shows coming up, including Drunk Black History on Sunday, June 18th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. We have in-person and live stream tickets available at DrunkBlackHistory.com. And then if you like stand-up comedy, come check out Comedy Outliers, the Brooklyn series at Union Hall starting on Friday, July 7th. Tickets are available on my website again. That's AmericanCollins.com. 
And you can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all social media platforms. Be sure to go to YouTube, push that subscribe button, youtube.com slash Medium Popcorn, so you get alert about all future reviews, episodes, and celebrity interviews up on that channel. I recently interviewed Robin Thede from A Black Lady Sketch Show, uh, so check out that interview. Uh, and thank you, as always, for supporting the show. Be sure to let Justin and I know that you fuck with these movie news and trailer episodes because um, we're doing it for y'all, you know. We, we could watch these movies by ourselves and just keep our thoughts to a, a text thread. You know what I mean? for you, the people. Yes. All right, bye, y'all. Peace. Popcorn, we are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins, that's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Media Popcorn, Woo. you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're fun.